I almost need a drink of water after that one. Just a few days ago, I was remembering the story of Helen Keller. Keller, who I'm considered maybe one of the most outstanding Americans of the 21st century, or the 20th century, was an infant when she contracted a serious illness that left her blind and deaf. Anne Sullivan, who was hired to teach her, when Helen was seven, thanks to Annie, she, was, she had a breakthrough that was able to shape the course of the rest of her life. Annie took Helen to a faucet, and as the faucet flowed into Helen's hand, Annie signed the word water over and over and over again. The child was able to make the association between the word and what the reality was. That moment opened the world to Helen and freed her from the darkness and the silence of the world she had inhabited. Helen's breakthrough at the water was just the first in the series of breakthroughs for her, and through her, they're breakthroughs for us as well. The story of this brave woman is similar to the story of that blind man in today's gospel. The healing of the man by Jesus was a breakthrough and the first step into the long process of being rejected by others, but at the same time accepting and transforming within himself. Like the blind man, very often we live in a dark, in the darkness of whether we want to say racism, sexism, or relativism, or whatever ism you might want to add into that that prevents us from seeing the light, from seeing the Christ, from living in the truth. We live, we, we, we're blinded to seeing Christ and living in the truth of that idea of Christ lives in us and Christ lives in the poor, Christ lives in the oppressed and those that are rejected and those who are pushed away from the table. But Jesus still comes to us. He speaks to us in a way that we understand. With something as basic as saliva and dirt, he made mud. And he smeared it on the man's eyes with it. And he asked him to go and wash in the pool of Solomon, the one who has been sent. And what happens? His eyes are open to that reality. In the same way we had already been washed in the waters of baptisms, our blindness is not permanent, for our eyes have what? Already been opened. But like the parents of the man, I think so often we're afraid. We're afraid to admit. Throughout our lives, we become afraid and very often ashamed of professing Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world. Christ not only as the source of our light, but also light itself. And still the Lord teaches us and touches us and heals us again and again and again. As the blind man, we also need to go through a conversion of process. He first recognized the Lord as the man they called Jesus. And then later he recognizes him as a prophet. And as much later, a man from God. And finally... What do we see? The man bows down in worship as he recognizes him as his Lord and Savior. 
Jesus not only opened the man's eyes, but he opens the heart. In our lives, we are called to be disciples, to be followers of Jesus, people who continue the ministry of our Lord here on earth, a ministry of forgiveness, of of reconciliation, of healing. We are the ones who beg for the light again and again, but we are also the ones who are called to see the Lord and those who are rejected and oppressed, those who are in the marginalized of the society. We are also the ones who have been sent. As the blind man, we are called to perceive life with a new light and a new hope. We are called to understand that life is more than just a trivial question of who was the one who fixed saliva and mud and cured this blind man on the Sabbath. As the blind man, we are called to pay attention to what really matters, the fact that I was blind, but now I see. As people of faith, we cannot live in a darkness, the blind to the expression of God's goodness, unable to enjoy the other human beings, and we are able to enjoy them being able to see. In our first readings, Samuel was admonished not to judge from appearance. Not as man sees, does God see. Because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into one's heart. And as we continue our Lenten celebration of that journey of changing our lives and hopefully growing closer and conforming our hearts more closely to our Lord, may we continue that idea and that celebration of Lent. May we continue to have that courage to investigate our own hearts and ask the Lord to purify us and conform our hearts more deeply to his son's sacred heart. Especially in this world where there's so much darkness and so much blindness amongst our brothers and sisters. I believe true God, and not me, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit, was incarnate to the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, suffered death, and was buried. was again on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. Descended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son is adored and glorified 
who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and life of the world to come. Amen. Turning now, let us place our prayers and petitions before our Heavenly Father. <clears throat> 